recording. Oh my god. Hello, welcome. Hysterical history. <gasps> oh my god. It's back. It's back. You're already moving so much. I in know. Your chair. <laughs> I, I felt like I was too far away. Uh, I'm Alexis. I am moving around in my chair <laughs> too much, Haley. And uh, this, we're in our new house recording new episode. Um, so if things sound weird, it's we don't have our audio sheets up yet. So it's just the egg alone. Um, egg. So, you know, might be a little clunky for a minute, but it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. Ugh. Audio might be a little icky, but. Mostly just to me, probably. <laughs> we were talking about Lafayette last time, and we are again this time. Oh my god. The boy. The boy. I'm mostly using the marquee, Lafayette Reconsidered, by Laura Arriccio. Arriccio? Thanks, Laura. Arriccio. Laura. Thank Laura. you. <laughs> and so far, uh, real good. Sometimes she does something like dramatic where she'll be like, he was poisoned by ideas. <laughs> And I'm like, Laura, what are you doing? Please. But so far she hasn't, you know, been like, I mean, he's hot, I guess, at the right angle yeah. if he was younger. I guess he's hot. Like, so I might date him. I have but... no idea if she's attracted to Lafayette or not, and I appreciate that because I don't care. So good job, Laura. Uh, anyway, so last time he's a boy from a small village where he's going to be the king of the village because mm-hmm. he's a marquee. Um, but he, they're pretty poor. And then all of his male relatives die, and they leave him all their money forever. So then he's rich, but still from nowhere. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Just got to live. You just got to (laughs) live. His dad gets his head blown off by a cannonball in the war. (laughs) I remember. And he's real upset about it. He's real upset. His dad is real upset about it. His dad's real upset. Uh, Lafayette gets married into a nice family um who only has girls so they're very excited about all his money and they love him uh, and they super love him but he's insanely bored all the time because all he wants to do is be in the military because that's what his family is famous for the military and so when they won't let him fight because the french army changes their kind of uh their like method of promoting they change mm-hmm. it from like do you have status to like are you good at fight um he doesn't have experience fighting and so they won't <laughs> let him do it yeah which you know is a good idea but, he but wants, also he want fight so but bad. he want to do it please let me i wanna and also like the french court doesn't super like him because they're like why is he dance bad and ride horse bad and not be nice it's kind of a hit <laughs> yes um so he gets on a boat to america and says i'm going to the revolution bye-bye <laughs> He's going to get him a slice of that American dream. And that's where we're at. He leaves um, when the king says no and his his, uh, father-in-law says no. Uh, Everyone says no. And he says, I don't care. (laughs) You know when your dad-in-law is like, no. And also the king of France is like, no. And you're like, later, baby. I'm going to get myself a new dad. Uh, Yeah. And a new king. A new country, America. It's America. So he leaves for America on June 13th, 1777. Uh, his ship is the Victoire, and it lands in, uh, or that's when he lands, sorry, mm-hmm. um, in Georgetown, South Carolina. Oh, sure. Why not? I think a lot of ships land in South Carolina at the time because it's just like the most kind of straight line because oh. of the curvature of the earth uh, to there. 
Uh, also, it's just like his solo ship. It's not like, uh, you know, he's on a big boat where that's their purpose and they always take the same path. So yeah. they kind of just go where you go. Um, Can't even afford a special ship. No. I mean, he could probably, but he's like, this is going to be my ship. I put cannons on it. And didn't he have to kind of like escape in the night like a little rat man? Yeah. 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 Because they were like, you can't leave. And you he was can't. Like, ha, ha, ha. Too late. <laughs> I'm gonna. Too late. Uh, Captain Charles Biddle. Oh, um, that's too bad. Who was there to greet the Frenchmen um, was already predisposed to disliking them. Um, because, you know, a lot of people don't like the French, but also because they assumed that everybody coming in was like a mercenary who wanted to be paid. Yeah. Which a lot of them are. A lot of them Um, are. Because it's not just Lafayette on his ship. He brought a bunch of Frenchmen with him and they all want something. Yeah. Um, that's why they're coming. I gotta say, if my last name was Biddle, I too would not like the French. (laughs) How dare you? Probably. Biddle. Statistically, Um, I would not like the French. (laughs) Um, but Lafayette... Uh, he says he hasn't been happy on the voyage. He wrote to his wife that he had been quite ill during my, the first part of my voyage. But he added that everyone else was also. So that's oh, good. that's good. It's not just me. Just a whole ship of boys, me and sick together. <laughs> he has a quote that says, the sea is so sad. <laughs> and I believe we sadden each other, she and I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we depress each other. <laughs> Soft. Oh, it's true. Um, but on the way, while he's on the ship, he's reading a lot of books in English because he wants to get there and, like, speak a decent amount of English, um, which is, like, very nice because French is still, like, the go-to language, mm-hmm. but not in the Americas, obviously. They aren't really dealing with the French generally, and so, like, they all just speak English. This is an English colony. And they basically exclusively trade with England so that it's like, well, we don't need to worry about speaking French for, like, diplomatic matters or whatever. Um, So he's trying really hard to be like, I'm going to learn English before I get there, and it'll be good. Um, And he's pretty good at it, even by the time he arrives, that he's, like, pretty, like, intelligent and adept. Uh, He definitely struggles with, you know, the more, like, nuanced things about English of, like, verbs and tenses. (laughs) You know, verbs. And, like, doesn't always say the right word, but... Nouns. People generally understand him. Yeah. And are like, oh, it's nice that he's, like, trying, because I'm sure a lot of the French people are like, you speak French to me. Find your French man who speak French. And, like, a lot of the weird (laughs) foreigners they're getting to help with the war are just like, I'm not going to speak English. I won't do it. I won't do but it. But like, you're just going to have to deal with the German, okay? English is inefficient for my means, <laughs> and you will speak German. It's like, I feel stupid when I speak it, so I won't. Um, and he, he's writing to his wife about how much he loves Americans, uh, how simple the manners are, and how industrious they are. He's, like, really into it. Mm-hmm. Um, no one thinks I dance dumb here. Yeah, it's great. They think I'm fancy. But also... Um, he just is, like, very excitable about everyone and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, before he gets to America, he takes a pit stop in England, um, you know, like, his supplies and stuff. Awkward. And he, yeah, and he, like, it's like he's in London, I think, and he, like, goes to a pub, and it's just, like, broing out, and he's like, it's so nice here, I love it. Um, <laughs> like, in England. Yeah. <laughs> because he's just, like having a good time with bros like basically he doesn't like court and so anywhere he's not in court he's yeah. like this is a great place to be <laughs> life's great when you don't have responsibility and like when people aren't super snooty about you all the time um so he's just you know i love lafayette because he's just so 
enthusiastic. And it's so rare that you read about a historical figure who's just happy. Yeah. Who's just, like, enjoying things. It's true. He's just, like, having a great time. You know, like, even when he's, like, seasick, he's like, the sea is sad, and I think I make her sad, too. Like, he's making a joke. <laughs> yeah. That he's, like, it, you know, I was, I was sick, but also, like, whatever. Full of exuberance. He's just so happy so that he's, like, I can't wait to get there. And even though the people who greet him are like, ugh, you know, like, uh, the French, he's just like, yay, they're so nice. <laughs> Everyone's so nice here. Yeah. While Which all of, they all might. of these people in their, like, letters behind the scenes are like, oh, God, why, dude? French are so difficult. And, like Extremely kind of them to not say it to his face. 100%. <laughs> Especially for Americans, it's be like, look, dude, I hate the French people and I don't like you. In France, they just tell you to your face. Yeah. Well, and a lot of people... Um, in, you know, we'll, we'll tell Lafayette eventually, like, I hate all French people, but I like you. And he's like, thank you. Yay. <laughs> he's not, like, offended that they're like, all <laughs> French people are bad. He's just like, yay, I'm glad. It's like, I get it. I am likable to you. That's they good. They didn't like me either. Lafayette doesn't waste time, though. Uh, he, you know, jumps in and is like, oh, where can I help? What can I do? Help, let me help you. Um, he mentions there's a lack of an intense wealth gap to his wife, which I think is probably decently true at the time. And compared to France, definitely true. Um, but yeah. it's definitely there because you think about, like, you know, Jefferson and Monticello versus, like, um, poor people in the city. Yeah. Or people who are, like, working for farmers because they have no ability to do yeah. anything else. The, you know, indentured servitude. Or, like, debtor's prison. So I'm just like, okay. It does exist. <laughs> it's just not quite too, um, you know, French revolutionary. People are starving in the street. Uh, not so much. You know, levels. Mm-hmm. So... You know, uh, also like, but this makes it clear that Lafayette's looking at America very rose-colored glasses positively. Like, he's only seeing good things everywhere he yeah. looks. Uh, which makes sense. He's like 19, I think, at this point. Yeah. He's a tiny baby. Oh, and he's, he's just like, baby. look how beautiful it is here. Everything's nice. This is yeah. like first time out of the country. So he's wrong. <laughs> and he doesn't mention things in his writings like slavery. Yeah. Or like about like I said about debtors' prisons. He doesn't yeah. really talk about it. No wealth gap. A lot of slaves though. <laughs> he doesn't say that though. No. Um, he's just bright eyed, bushy tailed, happy to be here. Uh, on June twenty sixth, they go to Philadelphia, um, so the Continental Congress can tell them where to go and what to do. And on the way, so they're in South Carolina, mm-hmm. and they have to go to Philadelphia. So they take horses in a carriage. By the way, he, like, busts his carriage up because they're just, like, pushing it as hard as they can. Yeah. And they all had to ride it on horseback. They uh, eventually make it, but, like, multiple of their horses die yeah. on the way because yeah. it's just so intense. It takes them weeks, you know? Run at a horse. Yeah. Uh, they exhausted many horses, and multiple men had dysentery oh by the time God. they get there. Great they job. They can't even stop to, like, <laughs> boil water. Nope. What's wrong Just with you? drink in the water. It's fine. Just wade into the stream and open your mouth. Uh, at this point, John Hancock is in charge of the Continental Congress, um, but they aren't in session right now, mm-hmm. um, so they just go to his house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> where else? They're like, where does John Hancock live? I need to speak Someone with points there. Thank you. Huge, um, huge signature on top of his door. <laughs> yeah, that's his, that's his signature. In neon. Um, so they go to his house and they're like, what do we do? And he's like, no, you <laughs> don't be here. Who told you I live here? <laughs> yeah. So he's like, you need to call Robert Morris, who is a very British name. Get Robert on the horn. Um, he is in the Committee of Congress for Secret Correspondence. Oh, secrets. It, even though it's like named that, so which seems less 
secret to have a secret of the name. Proto CIA. I don't know if we should know that's your job, sir. But that's fine. I don't know if we should know that. So they're like, okay. So they go meet with him the next day. And he meets with them briefly to pass them to a different person, yeah. uh, James Lavelle, who speaks French very well. So he's like, this is our guy who speaks French. Talk to them, please. Uh, because not all of them speak English as well as Lafayette does. You yeah. know? So he's like, can you talk to them? Um, uh, he, oh, and he says, who speaks French very well and has been charged with dealing with all of your countrymen? Which I'm like, oh, dealing with us. That sounds yes. pleasant, huh? And he's like, I have to deal with them. <laughs> Me. Yay. <laughs> Lafayette says, like, that was, how nice. I would love to deal. I would love that. Uh, Lavelle tells them that they had four French engineers already, and that's enough. So go back to France. See you later. That's enough for the whole war. Yep. We're fresh up on the only thing Frenchmen can do. <laughs> Thanks for applying. Positions are filled. Please go back home. <laughs> it's nice to see that the bureaucracy is already kind of in place. <laughs> it, yeah. It? America will never change. <laughs> um, thanks. Goodbye. Just humans are never going to change. And to Lafayette. Yeah. He's a marquee here. He's a baby. <laughs> but, like, he... He has a special letter from Silas Dean that says he's supposed to be a commander. Mm-hmm. He has so much money. He has, you know, power and position. And they're just like, we already have Frenchmen. God, Goodbye. I'm, I'm getting, like, flashbacks. <laughs> like, traumatic flashbacks from my own life. Like, I have, like, all the paperwork. Yeah. I did everything that I was told I to do. And they're like, no, no, go home. I don't think, you know. You, what? Were, you were never going to make it Why did they even here? talk to you? <laughs> Why you did know? they let you come in the building? Ridiculous that they would give you hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's Shame true. on them. So it's like, even though he has all this privilege and everything, so it's like, it feels like you shouldn't relate to him. It's like very relatable of him getting there and they're like, no, oh, please go away. So Lafayette obviously is devastated that they, he's come all this way. He bought a ship he, to come across the sea. He essentially betrayed his country because the king told him not to go. I committed treason. And then they're like, go home. And he's like, I literally can't go I, home. I killed like six um, horses <laughs> just to get here. <laughs> I cannot go home. Um, so he goes to where he's been staying, and it's just real depressed, you know. Cries like, on his Why? pillow a little bit. Um, but the next day, Lavelle comes and knocks on his door and apologizes <laughs> for the mistake. I was informed you're a marquee, and I'm very sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, yeah, really sorry. Didn't realize who you were. Um, only you can join. All of them have yeah. to go. But we want to talk to you. Uh, unless they, Specifically. anyone else also has secret fortunes. Yeah. Are any of the other guys um, a marquee with incredible wealth who want to volunteer to help us and not be paid? Mm-hmm. We'd love to talk to them. We would like them. Our price right now is free. I love it. It's like, no, just me. <laughs> Great. 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 We'd love you to come with us. Didn't realize you didn't want to be paid. Yeah. We didn't realize that you were willing to pay to be in this war. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'd love to have you. That is our price point, honestly. But they also are like, we know that Silas Dean gave you a major general title. Um, we need you to give that back. He was right now. probably not authorized to do that. Because they, they gave him that title, but they also gave him seniority of when he got the title. Mm. And they're like, yeah, nope. We're going to need that back, please. Um, and Lafayette agrees. He has no problem with that. He's like, that's fine. I just want to be here. Yeah. Because yeah. also, what a good bargaining tactic of being like, you can't be here at all. And be like, oh, no, we'd like you to be here, but only if you give this back to us. And he's so desperate. 
nice yeah. way that he, of course he's going to say yes. If it was intentional, really good tactic. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> it doesn't sound like it. It sounds like they were like, can you tell the French people they have to go home, please? Because they're annoying us Just again. scare the poop out of this 19-year-old. <laughs> I know. Um, he also, he agrees he won't get a salary, but that was already part of the deal in the first place mm-hmm. when Silas sent him here. He's here for the experience. And why did they change their minds? They finally read paperwork Lafayette gave them, and it's from Silas Dean saying, dude is loaded, doesn't want to be paid, has sway in France, and will probably just fight for a bit and then go home. Okay? He just needs an internship. He just wants to try. <laughs> Let him do it. Because they just, think really all he wants is like... Um, glory. Yeah. And so they're like, he's probably just going to fight in a couple battles and, you know, be like, I, I'm, look how good I am, and then go home. Mm-hmm. Which is not true. Um, but as far as they're concerned, that's likely what's going to happen. And clearly that is happening from other people. Yeah. So that's probably why they think that. They're like, well, he's like a rich kid who just wants to have fun. He's slumming um, it. Basically. He's intern slumming it. For sure. But they're like, but also... You, be nice to him. Yeah. Um, not only because of, uh, you know, we like his money, but also he's from French court. Mm-hmm. So we want the French to help us. So you better be nice to him. Yeah. Because he can get us connections here. He's a marquee and you are a farmer yeah, who in, is working in my office for, you know, nothing. Yeah. So, so shut, shut up. Uh, on July 31st, Lafayette finally gets to meet George Washington at Chester, Pennsylvania. Uh, Lafayette sees him from a distance and says, The majesty of his figure and of his size made it impossible to confuse him with anybody else. Oh my else. God. <laughs> That's my dad. He's like, He's so tall. And That's my dad. He looks like a statue. <laughs> That's me. That's so, I know. It's, me. it's true, dude. I mean, George Washington's like 6'2", when the average height's like 5'7". So he's huge. He's he's so big. He's enormous. He's so big. So Lafayette has big hard eyes for Washington. But Washington doesn't like the French in general because of the French and Indian War. He's a veteran of an anti-French war. Yeah, so he's skeptical about them being here in general, Mm -hmm. including Lafayette. And the French keep pretending when they join the war already that they're going to be like chill and like listen. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they don't. Um, so they keep being like, yeah, whatever you say. And then as soon as they get anywhere, they're like, I have thoughts and like want to give them a laundry list of things they could be doing better. Yeah. Which Washington's like, leave me alone. Like, let me do my thing. So he's, you know, um, concerned, I guess, when they're like, here's this new French kid. He's like, oh, okay. Great. Because uh, he assumes he's going to get the same thing. And he hates that the people keep trying to tell him how to do it better because not only is he getting that from France, he's getting that from everyone in America, too. Everyone's constantly telling him how he could be doing better, and it's just, like, exhausting. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I don't need outsiders to be doing it, too, you know? I have way more experience starting a new nation out of the <laughs> thumb of imperialism. Yeah, so, so knock it off. You should talk to me. Leave me alone. I've liberated many colonies, <laughs> personally. Personally. Um... So he expects that the same thing's going to happen from this fancy marquee who's here now. He's just going to be like, well, let me tell you how to war. And he's also a kid. So he's a he's like, child. He's a little baby. I'm going to have this kid, like, bothering me all the time how I'm doing everything wrong. And I'm like, no, 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 no. He would never. He wants you to be his dad. So he's like, whatever you <laughs> he, say, dad. He desperately wants to be adopted. And Washington. So he meets Washington, Lafayette, and he's like, cool. When do I get my troops? And Washington's like, No. <laughs> No. No. Not straight up. Um, he gives him, like, kind of 
the runaround and writes privately saying he thought the kid's rank was, like, decorative. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I don't think he's going to actually want to command anybody. He I really. thought he just wanted, like, a prize, you know? He just wants a little good job, son, trophy. Yeah, like, I thought we were just giving him, like, a, you know... Um, a police badge sticker. Like, he's not a yeah. policeman. Yeah. He's not going to do anything. Uh, so he's like, uh, what? But Lafayette has no idea and only writes about how he and Washington are best friends and how he loves him. <laughs> Cute. He's like, we're such good friends now. <laughs> he's like, so nice. Oh. America's so nice. Whereas Washington's like, oh, God. Jesus. <laughs> Which is just, like, shows you how oblivious... Uh, he is in general. He also is like, wow, they're so nice um, to the French in general, and none of them <laughs> like the French at all. Yeah. So it's like he he's just in his own reality well, where everything is nice. One person <laughs> likes the French. Benny Franks. Benny Franks. And Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, Th- we Thomas, have a couple. Thomas is into the French. Just a handful. Um, Washington gets a letter from Dean and Benny Franks uh, that says the French would really appreciate if you let Lafayette be a part of something, uh, but do not let him die. Oh. If he dies, we won't help you. But if he could be, like, in a battle to feel good, that would be good. Those stakes are uh, not great. (laughs) No. Especially when, like, you have so many other things to worry about. They're like, the French government would appreciate his participation, but if he dies... We're having a problem. That's an interesting turnaround from, you are absolutely not allowed to go. I think at this point, because he's already there, mm-hmm. they're like, well, it's going to look bad if he doesn't do anything. Yeah. If you just keep giving, because then it looks like we're not capable and like we don't want to participate. Mm-hmm. Um, so give him something to do. Give him a little task. But do not let him die. <laughs> I'm like, valid. Those are, to this day, <laughs> the rules for interns. <laughs> yep. Give him something to do. Don't let him die. So on uh, September 11th, 1777, colonists fight the British on the banks of Brandywine River. And Lafayette gets to fight in it. Aww. But, you know, don't let him die. So they put Lafayette in a group uh, way to the north. And they're like, just in case they go up there, Uh being very sure that they won't. Like, that's too far north that they would never do that. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, He's in, like, Canada. Yeah, they're like, just in case. You know, (laughs) keep an eye out. Just in case. (laughs) But the troops, uh, the British troops split in two, and General Howe goes north, um, meeting Lafayette head on. He sensed weakness. (laughs) He's like, I know the boy is up there. I smell a boy. (laughs) Um, But Lafayette's stoked to fight, right? He's very excited. He gets shot in the calf. And he has to be taken off by horse. Um, 250 colonists and 89 Brits die. 400 colonists are taken prisoner. Pretty bad fight for the colonists. But Lafayette's leg wound makes him an American celebrity because, first of all, for a lot of them, that's the first time they're learning that there's, like, a marquee fighting with them. That they're like, oh, that's fancy and gives people a lot of hope that, like, the French might actually help them. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, not only is he fighting with them, he got wounded in battle with them. Yeah. So they're like, he's oh, he's like your country now. Serious. Yeah. Right. Like, this isn't just like him goofing around. Um, That, like, he is really dedicated to this. Um, Cut to uh, Washington, like, sweating bullets. (laughs) Like, oh, we almost killed him on the first day. What? And, uh, yeah, but then there's like a rich Frenchman who's putting a life on their line for the American cause makes him be like, yeah. 
We it felt great. Good publicity. 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 <laughs> and yeah, well, I'm sure Washington's like, oh God, please don't be mad at me. I, I tried. <laughs> I'm okay. So sorry. I'm, I'm just like not a, not the greatest general. I didn't know where they were going. <laughs> he's um <laughs> yeah like what he's like you absolutely cannot uh, really fight for us. Like he couldn't do worse than you yeah. do historically mm-hmm. in the entire war. It's true. He's not a good general. No. He's a good dad. He's a good dad. Of the country. He's like... We he's, needed him. He's like uh, your dad at home who's like, he thinks he can do things, but sometimes he can't. Sometimes it's like, dad, we really need to call an actual plumber. Yeah. And he's like, no, I can do it. No, I can. I'm a, an electrician. And no, like, dad. you're not, though. No, dad, you're <laughs> no, not. No, you're not. You're a good dad. You take care of house good, but like these things, maybe a better guy could do it. You're very tall, but that doesn't mean <laughs> you're a plumber. Very tall. It doesn't mean you're a plumber. <laughs> um, Lafayette hates being on bed rest, of yeah. course. Uh, he's a Virgo. He has things to do. <laughs> he's a Virgo. Um, but he's writing letters nonstop. He's suggesting the French attack England in the Indies and the East Indies. And maybe we attack them directly. <laughs> we can barely do it here. <laughs> With what navy? Well, he's asking the French to do it. Oh, I see. Yeah. He's telling the French, like, he's got ideas, which is hilarious given that, like, they're still not happy with him that he left, but he's like, I think we should attack them at all positions. We should do it now while they're, like, distracted. He's also writing to the colonists about the French and being open to, like, trying to get them to join the cause. He's like, come on, let some of them do it. Like, maybe the country will join if you're, like, nice to some of us. He's like, this internship is so good. (laughs) You should also do it. You should also let more of us here. This is great. Um, And at the same time, he's telling the French not to listen about complaints from soldiers who came over on his boat and Mm -hmm. then had to go back. Oh, yeah. Because he's saying, like, they're just mad that they weren't needed, so they're going to spread lies about the Americans. But really, they're really nice and they're really helpful to me. uh, (laughs) They're just mad they didn't get to join in and all the, like, glorious cause and fun battles and stuff. Um, but both sides are impressed with him and, like, the amount of ambition and effort he's putting into this, even if they ignore most of his suggestions, because yeah. most of them are ridiculous. Because <laughs> he's just very excitable and you, ambitious. You should invent the World War years early. <laughs> I know. Just to go after Literally, England. He's, that's what he's suggesting. <laughs> what? Yikes. Um... But there's so impressive fact that Lafayette becomes the point of contact between France and the colonies and is given command of a division six months after he arrived. Mm. So, like, pretty quickly they do give him soldiers and they're like, okay, okay, if you could talk to France for us, that would be great. Because when you talk to them, they seem in a better mood than when we try. <laughs> when we try, they're very upset. It's difficult. Um So Lafayette is in Valley Forge during the winter in charge of 3,000 men who are all suffering heavily from lack of food, clothing, warmth, and basically anything at the base of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Any, you know, anything you need to, like, just keep those boys alive. Just to think and to, like, exist. Pretty lacking. They don't have those. Mm -hmm. And he's getting tired of hearing how bad George Washington is at being a general (laughs) Um, because, you know, we need him. And, and he thinks Washington's just the greatest man of all time. Yeah. So he keeps hearing people crap on him and is like, no, that's my dad. Stop that, being mean. That's my dad. <laughs> John Cena. That's my dad. That's my dad. And uh, General Horatio Gates, the very lackadaisical general um, who was in charge of Benedict Arnold multiple times. And mm-hmm. it's basically the reason that he was like really upset because he just kept like bad mouthing him behind his back to people. Yeah. Um is trying to get 
Washington's position in the Conway uh, cabal. It's a cabal. It's a cabal. <laughs> it is. That's what it's called. Um, so Lafayette hears that Conway is trying to go to the French part of Canada mm-hmm. to get help. And our boy's like, whoa, what? No, no, no. I should be doing that. Why would he go? But I'm French. Uh, they're going to laugh at this guy. They're not going to like, I'm French. They're going to hate him. His name's Horatio. <laughs> no, no. This is Conway. Oh. I um, mean, his name's Conway. Not, yeah. He's a very British name. He's like, my name's Lafayette. My name's Lafayette. <laughs> I'm a marquee. Hello. Which he gets a letter that says, you're right. You should do it. Uh, and Conway will be your second. Mm. And I bet he loves that. No. Um, <laughs> so they're hoping to get information um, into Lafayette's ear uh, and persuade him to join their cause against Washington. That's not going to happen. Because they think he's just, like, young and uh, ambitious so that he'll kind of just go with anything, that he's going to be easy to trick, and that he doesn't actually maybe necessarily have loyalty to him, like Washington, because he's French. Mm-mm. <laughs> Which they're very wrong about. Um, but That's our sweet little Laffy <laughs> has already drunk the Washington Kool-Aid. It's too late. And will not have it, saying, I'll only do it if Conway is removed a second, and if he isn't, I'm going home and taking the rest of the French with me. Wow. So All of them. Yeah. All four engineers and me. All four engineers <laughs> and me. I'm taking every Frenchman you have. All of my money back home. And probably Benny and maybe uh, Thomas. <laughs> We're going to keep them. Mm-hmm. You can't have them back. We're not letting them go We're giving them home. French citizenship and they're going to love it. They're going to like it. <laughs> uh, but it works. Um, <laughs> they decide it's not worth the effort, so they kick Conway off and they give Lafayette basically whatever he asks for. Wow. Yeah. Imagine being Conway. <laughs> it's like, what? This little, like, 19-year-old idiot... Like said exhausting. that he was going to get rid of four engineers and himself, <laughs> and you kicked me out. But he has the promise of the French army it's in the future, true. so they, like, can't it's risk true. it. And I'm so proud of Lafayette for being like, I really want to be here and do this, but, like, if you're going to do it this way, I'll just leave. And mm-hmm. I'm sure he doesn't want to, and, like, that's really not his plan, but he understands he has that leverage, and it's like, no, no, no. Not my dad. This is not going to be okay for me. I saw that man, and I fell <laughs> in love my dad. instantly. He became my dad. You are not going to get rid of him. On first sight. Mm -hmm. Um, So he gets to go to Albany, uh, not to Canada. And uh, he's missing more than half his men when he gets there. And Like just because they didn't come or they died? They didn't come. Okay. They always like say, like, we're going to have 3,000 men. And then it's like, we have 1,000. You're welcome. (laughs) We forgot to feed him over the winter and we lost. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, there, you know, he was in Valley Forge now he's in Albany. It's even colder there. It's these guys don't have clothes they need or food they need. So Lafayette's buying supplies out of his own pocket. And he's like, Canada's not going to happen right now because it's too cold. It's winter. What are they doing? Canada's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So he's sad because he thinks this makes him look stupid. Because he wasn't able to accomplish this when that was, like, the plan. I mean, the 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 order was stupid. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And not only that, but, like, what he did was analyze the situation and be like, this isn't intelligent and mm-hmm. this isn't going to work with what I have right now, so let's not even risk it. Which is a very smart thing to do. It's a very smart thing to do. But he sees this as, like, a uh, not a brave thing to do. He's very Gryffindor, so he's like, oh, well, now I look stupid because I couldn't do the thing and be, like, the brave, confident man. I had to be smart boy. <laughs> I had to be smart, and I don't like it. No. <laughs> um, so he's embarrassed, and 
uh, he tells people back in, because he told people in France he was going on this Canadian expedition. That seemed mm-hmm. like a big deal. And he was like, in charge of it, right? Because he's excited. You know what you shouldn't um, do when you go on a Canadian expedition is go in the winter. Yeah. But now it's not happening. So now he's like, oh. That's like Napoleon invading Russia in the winter. Like, what are you doing? What, what's the plan you here, my guy? You can't do it. No. And half your guys don't have shoes. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, but anyway, fast forward to spring. On May 1st, 1778, they received word from that France has officially signed a treaty with the soon-to-be United States. Aww. Uh, and they're sending ships to aid them. How nice. What year is this? 1778. Okay. Uh, and Lafayette is so happy that he gives Washington a very unprofessional hug. Oh, <laughs> he's been wanting to do that for, like, years. He's just so happy. Washington's just like, uh-huh. He's like, okay. are you happy? My dad. He's like, sure, son. Yes, oh. very happy. Oh, man. <laughs> so awkward. Washington just seems like such a, like, you know, non-touchy guy, touchy-feely man in general. That yeah. it's, it's very, like, he feels very wooden physically as a person. So it's, like, very adorable to me that he's like, hug. And then I just feel Washington's like, okay. Oh, this, okay. Is, okay. this is happening. Okay. Yeah. okay. 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 Sure, buddy. That's, you're, okay, son. Okay. <laughs> okay. <It's> like, <gasps> son. <laughs> Um, and the Brits are leaving Philadelphia, but Washington sends Lafayette to check to see if it's a trick or not. Because mm-hmm. he's like, are they actually leaving? Or are they, like, doing some kind of maneuver where they're like, we're leaving? <laughs> and then they uh, don't. <laughs> and then yeah. they're like, oh, well, we could take Philadelphia. And they're like, ha-ha, surprise. And then they flank you or something else sneaky. Yeah. So he's like, just go check and see if they're actually leaving. Um, but he gives Lafayette specific instructions, um, including keep it moving. Don't stay in one place too long. And, like, don't attack them. Um, this is me whenever, like, someone else is in the house. Yeah. Like, a guest is in the house. I'm like, you tell me if they actually left so it's safe to go back downstairs. Right. But yeah, you don't want you want it to be free zone before you head back downstairs. Free zone. I do sure not want to go downstairs in my pajamas. Before I settle in there, looking all gross at homey, I don't need you know them to sneak back in and be like, oh, they didn't actually leave. Oh, so we weren't done fixing your cabinet. Popcorn all over my whole body, face, and couch. And, yeah, couch, butter everywhere, diet sprite everywhere. <laughs> Anyway, um, but so, yeah, he's like, don't, you got to keep moving, you know, don't attack him. And Lafayette's like, oh, but, like, this spot's so nice. Like, let's just stay right here. Huh? <laughs> hey, but listen. But listen You have got to listen. No, I am command. I am in charge. No, I When I, I get there. I command. He's not here. He doesn't know. Dad don't know. Which Howe finds out that they're just sitting there and is like, maybe we don't just leave. Um, Come on. Because... He specifically wants to capture Lafayette as prisoner. Well, yeah. What a yeah. good prize. Right. Uh, because then what are the French going to do? Especially because um, they just signed the treaty to be in the war. Howe is also like, what if we started a world war early? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> That's everybody's plan. That was ambition. Uh, um and honestly, like I said, really good get. Like, that's very useful for both the, against the French and the Americans. They would immediately regret it the when uh, they captured him, though, because there's this, like, 19, 20-year-old who's like, George Washington's my dad, and he's the best, and he's going to he's gonna beat you up. And the king's going to be pissed. <laughs> my, the king's going to come personally and rescue me? Yep. You're doomed. Uh, and you're just doomed. You're F, dude. He's not going to stop talking <laughs> for like six months. It's so true. You're going to be forced to get rid of him. Um, so Lafayette is trying to hire a female spy to go check out the British camp. Ooh. Um, and then he's given word that the Redcoats are coming from the left 
and behind them, and oh, they're surrounded. Oh, the thing that uh, your dad said was going to happen. That happened. he told you not to do. I mean, I know for this reason. I know Washington isn't the best at uh, <laughs> being a general, like actually doing the military thing. But from a distance, he has some good ideas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that you should. You should probably listen. You should have probably done. Yeah. Also, you were in a position where people like casually flanked you. Yeah. And not only that, but like, why are you out hiring this female spy? <laughs> Why did someone else you do it? Did someone else? Come on. Come on. Also um, hire a female spy and they can have like secret like girl spy fights. There you go. In the shadows. <laughs> and Lafayette knows this is not a fight they're going to win. They are outnumbered and surrounded. Um, so he does some juke moves and is able to escape with only nine of his men dead while being attacked by 5,000 troops. I thought you said only nine left. I'm like, nope. oh, no. <laughs> That, only nine dead. That is devastating. When he, yeah, he had, uh, I think, a couple thousand troops. Okay. So pretty good for a runaway situation where he was actually surrounded yeah. by the British. Um, yeah. This and uh, specifically the Benedict Arnold episodes made me like, how did the British ever do anything? <laughs> Like How I, are they this incompetent? Like, I know we're extremely biased because of course. we're Americans and, uh, you know, mostly only interested in the ones where we win. But they did lose the war. Yeah. Uh, it's like, what are you doing? I think it's just that the fighting style is so different. The terrain is so different. True. They're so far from home. It's just very different. Different enemy. It's very different. They just keep mm-hmm. running away, and we hate it. Uh, Lafayette bravely ran away. He bravely ran away. away. <laughs> he really did. Bravely ran away. This is how you bravely run away. Mm-hmm. Um, you save the lives of most of your troops by running away intelligently. Um, and newspapers varied on whether they thought Lafayette was smart or just got lucky, which honestly, both probably. Um, but Washington called it a timely and handsome retreat. Mm-hmm. So La- or, uh, Washington is very proud of Lafayette for leaving. That sounds like the kind of thing I would write if I was secretly like, why were you even there? <laughs> I think he's, it sounds like Washington spends a lot of time, you know, um, making sure that Lafayette feels like seen and appreciated. <laughs> Included. Yeah. In so I, I think he probably actually believes that. And it's yeah. like, maybe he's laying it on a little thick to make him not feel so bad. Cause I'm sure he doesn't like that he had to run away. And, and uh, that that happened in the first place. For, for general morale, it's yeah. probably better if you don't be like, you know that marquee that everyone likes? He did a stupid. He's really effing up. Mm-hmm. And I think for Washington, a lot of times right now, it's the, uh, you know, the outcome is the most important thing. So it's, you know, unfortunate he didn't listen, but at least, like, he was able to fix it. Yeah. And a lot, you know, barely anyone died and uh, pretty good <laughs> given pretty, pretty good. what could have happened. Especially because, you know, like you said, you thought I was going to say only nine men survive. Um, similar things happened to Washington when he like first becomes a general where his whole troop just gets wiped out. Yeah. So I'm sure he has flashbacks to that and it's like, great job, buddy. Good job. Way to run away. And- only nine. Wow. Wow. That's impressive. Pretty good. Yeah. So I think he's got a lot of reasons to be like, no, great job. Good for you. Um, General Lee, Washington's second in command, mm. agrees with Benedict Arnold that their troops are too low in number to attempt anything in oh, Philadelphia right oh, now. Oh, does Lee agree with Benedict Arnold? He does right now. Mm. Um, but uh, they, they're like, our troops are too low. We can't do anything in Philadelphia right now while they're leaving. Um, which, honestly, uh, 
shocking that Benny doesn't want to fight because he's such a bold Capricorn, but he's mm-hmm. so, so smart. So he's like, I don't think this is going to work. He did a, a cost analysis. He's like, yeah, mm, a cost benefit wait. analysis. We'll we wait. Gotta, we got to wait. But Lafayette's like, nah, we can take him, dude. Let's <laughs> do it. Let's do Let's it. Let's go. I'm a Virgo. <laughs> He's got to have some fire signs going on. He's so aggressive. Yeah. Um, even after he was just surrounded and had to run away, he's like, we can take him. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. You're too confident. You're too happy and too confident. Um, oh, you're so young. But instead, Washington decides, we'll watch them leave and harass them from a distance on the way out, but not outright attack them, mm-hmm. which generally means... We will have a presence there so they know that they need to keep moving or else we could attack them. Yeah. But also maybe we'll, like, snipe at them as they go, take out a couple guys. Yeah. But but not do an all-out cannonball firefight situation. And he asks Lee to lead this expedition, but Lee refuses. So he gives it to Lafayette. (laughs) He refuses? He refuses. I think that means you don't have a job anymore. But then Lee changes his mind. And everyone lets him do it instead. Uh, and he just whines about it the whole time about how he doesn't want to do it. <laughs> and, then he's, and then he's court-martialed because he said no to his general. Uh, he's court-martialed later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's like, I don't want to. And then he gives it away to someone else. And he's like, wait, no, I do want to. Like, he thought he wasn't just going to give it to someone else. Right. <laughs> like, it just stupid. Like, it just didn't need to be done. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, the Brits start firing at Lee's men. Um, and he tells them to retreat. Um, but Washington does not want them to do that. He's like, no, stand your ground and fight them. Like, mm-hmm. make keep pushing them to make sure they keep going. So he pulls Lee out of the battle and takes over himself to get what he wants done. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Americans win. Like, the colonists win that day. And they gain ground. But Lee is furious because he got pulled. And I was like, you're being ridiculous. You can't be furious. <laughs> you're not allowed. You don't have the right. <laughs> but he starts writing letters calling Washington stupid or wicked, claiming he was getting people in danger on purpose, uh, and demanded a court-martial so he could defend his position to retreat. So he's asking for one. Mm. He's saying, I want to go to court so I can tell you why I did that. And, like, why I didn't listen to my superiors, which is a huge problem in the military. Um, right. We, like, it's, uh, I don't know, clearly the U.S. military is very different right now. Yeah. And a lot more desperate and a lot more willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. And Washington is very uh, soft in his way. He is. Because um, you can't just, like, say, you know, get rid of people for yeah. not obeying orders the first time because you have no replacements. Exactly. But... It had to be, like, really, really bad for you to be like, no, listen. For Washington to step back in and be like, I'm going to do this now. And for you to continue and be like, no, he's still wrong. Yeah. And even after they did win that day, like, they did succeed once Washington did what he wanted to do. Right. So it's like, you have been literally proven that you were wrong. Uh, And he's like, but let me defend myself. Like, imagine this happening nowadays. No. It would not happen. So Lee does get a court-martial, is found guilty of three charges. (laughs) Yeah. And he's kicked out of service. Yeah. That's that's about what I would expect would happen. You're welcome. You wanted one? Here you go. You, I... You asked for this literally. I would have personally demanded he have one for uh, being being a little upstart. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, but the fact that he's like, no, do it. Yeah. It's like, okay. Oh, okay, you're guilty. I'm going to give you exactly what you want. You <laughs> are a criminal. Okay. Stupid. Sure. Get out of here, Lee. 
And so Lafayette's position is helping the colonists trust the French more, which is good because now they're going to be working together. Uh, but they're still very wary, especially Washington, because um, now it's kind of like, well, I like this kid, but like mm-hmm. he's not like how they normally are. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's the only good one. Washington writes to Governor Morris, the Bay. The Bay. I do most devoutly wish we had not a single foreigner among us, except Marquis de Lafayette, who acts upon very different principles than those which govern the rest. <laughs> Von Steuben's like, excuse me? That's so rude. Excuse me? Also, like, the, like, um, the xenophobia vibes of, like, I wish we didn't have any foreigners. I'll oh. take this one, though, who, like, worships me. Alexander Hamilton, like, ex- I mean... <laughs> I know I'm an immigrant, but... But, uh, hey. I, like, live here. It's me. I have feelings. I'm sure he's not referring to Hamilton. <laughs> he's not a total foreigner. No. Just he, an immigrant. He made people who are, like, as soon as the war over, are going to move back. Yeah. Yeah, immigrants are different than foreigners. But, yeah, I know. Von Steuben, though. How rude. I kept you alive this winter. <laughs> you ungrateful. He's like, I only like... Love <laughs> Everybody else can go home. Von Steuben is very hard to love. We do know this. He's difficult. And he might be, like, sleeping with one of his sons. So he's like, I'd like him to go home. At least one. At yeah. least one. <laughs> At least. They're having, like, little, like, flaming cocktail parties yeah. at his house. And he's like, I wish he'd leave. He's effective, but God, I hate that man. Gosh. But the French and the Americans are struggling to work together. Uh, generally. So they have ships come over from France and they plan this joint attack. Like they've got the American guy who's going to go for Sullivan. And then the French guy is going to follow with like extra troops. Like, Oh, there's more boats. And then they're going to just destroy them. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sullivan sees an opening a day early. And so he's like, I'm going to go. And he doesn't tell them a lot of, uh, uh, following directions problem. Yes. That also would be, uh, <laughs> court martialable yeah i feel probably because uh you had orders and yes then you didn't tell anyone you didn't ask you didn't and didn't even notify your backup yeah you didn't tell anyone who are from a, another country who are just like kindly working with you you just like decided to go off on your own <sighs> that that feels kind of treasony so the french hear about it because somebody's like hey the boats are gone <laughs> the boats are gone and um they're like oh well then uh we're just gonna go somewhere else on the coast yeah see you later uh and sullivan realizes his backup is gone and asks lafayette to get them back he's like can you get any good french guys to come hey, back um, which poor lafayette has to deal with this he's not even involved like he's this isn't even a mission he's on right he's got other stuff to do but they're like, hey, I'm having a problem with the French. Can you get them? Can you sweet talk them to come back here? I'm having a French problem. <laughs> so Lafayette is the key. And um, the French on the way to wherever they were going, like farther north, had been um, shot on the way there. And they don't really want to go back because they don't want to get shot back on the way back. Yeah. Especially when they're heading the opposite direction. So they're like, uh, no thanks. Um, but Lafayette's like, please come back. <laughs> Please, please. Um, unfortunately, or fortunately, I guess, the weather is so bad that they do go back just because of that. That they're like, well, we need to get out of here. Our ships are getting wrecked. we got to go. Um, so they go to their original position. Uh, but they said, we're just getting the ship fixed and then we're leaving. Um, so we're not going to help him still because he didn't tell us what was going on. Uh, and then Sullivan writes letters calling them deserters and traitors. He puts it in the paper. Oh, my God. Um, he includes, like, insults specifically targeting Frenchmen. Uh, and Lafayette is so angry because uh, – he and he doesn't tell Washington he's mad because he doesn't want to, like, 
rocked the boat there at all. But he's writing letters to, like, that French commander being like, mm-hmm. what was he doing thinking that he wouldn't tell us what's going on and that he's going to insult us in the paper? He's calling us surrender monkeys? Yeah, he's calling us traitors when he's, like, not following orders and then, like, not communicating no, with us. No discipline? When we're here to, like, help them, good, you know? Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's not just yeah. being like, well, the Americans are perfect and lovely and I love them all the time. Mm-hmm. Because he's also, at this point, he's insulting, like, French honor. Because he's seeing they're traitors. And he's like, no, absolutely not. Because before loving America, like, Lafayette loves France first. So he's like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not okay with you acting like this. Mm -hmm. Which is nice because, you know, there's definitely, like, been a lot of negative feelings about the French that I'm sure Lafayette has eventually seen and is ignoring. Um, But he's like, not this. No, no. You did it wrong. And you're not going to complain about us. You're wrong. Idiot. Yeah, he's like, they suck so bad at communication in life and death circumstances, like, and it's our fault? Okay, sure. Which, I'm, at this point, I'm sure he's seen now multiple times, right? Right. In person. So he's just like, why do they keep doing this? <laughs> Stop. Um, Washington calms both of them down. He reminds the French how much they appreciate them. And he reminds the colonists how the French were like old school in war and try to treat them more courteously because like this is not what they do where they like suddenly change the plan and you don't talk and you just have to figure yeah, it out. It is very, um, they're very organized. Guerrilla warfare the way the Americans are doing it. Yeah. Which makes me a little more lenient to them. It's like, oh, they're just they're used to being just wild men flying out. by the seat of their pants in the woods shooting like, randomly. You got to use your brain though. If you do. And like especially when it's like an international issue of like your your ally is helping you with this. I do like Washington coming Consider in and them. dadding the situation. Yeah, I'm like everybody calm down. Especially because like that's what they expect Lafayette to do usually mm-hmm. is like to be like to the French like, "Hey, be patient." And to the Americans be like, "Hey, be nice." But but uh, he's firmly on the French side this time, so he's like, I'm not doing it. I'm mad at them. We needed someone to parent to the situation. Yeah, so and Washington's <laughs> like, okay, everybody calm down, please. Um, Lafayette helps them come to an agreement, um, which his future in the war depends on that agreement being kept. So mm-hmm. it's very important that he does that. Very important. Uh, he's in Rhode Island, and he's bored because they keep what saying, like, mood. <laughs> yeah. Because they keep saying, like, we're going to fight them, and then the battles keep not happening. Yeah. So he begs to be sent back to Washington to help him. He tells a naval commander there they should attack the British there at night, even though they're not doing that right now. Um, he tries to get in a duel with a British officer who insulted the French, but the guy declines to duel him. <laughs> what was the—I need to hear more about that. <laughs> Where did you meet? What was the circumstance? It's a British peace officer. So he's there to, like, discuss potential um, agreements of peace. And then Uh he said something rude about the French. And he's like, I'm going to fight this. I'm going to kill this man. She's like, you want to step outside? Yeah, I'm going to duel you. And the guy was like, no. No. That's okay. (laughs) It's not very good at being a British peace officer if you duel the first guy who asks you to immediately. Because either way, it's bad. (laughs) Yeah, either way, either it's bad. he gets killed and then it, it, they just freak out, or like, he even did it in the first place. Yeah. Or he kills a marquee. There's no winning no. there. So he's like, that's ah, okay. Uh, but he would have to <laughs> summon the passion to do it in the first place. Yeah. And, and he's, he's just like, no thanks. No. <laughs> but like, clearly, just Lafayette wants to do something. Yeah. You know, he's like just restless and anxious. He's got all that like boy energy in him. And he's like, I need to do something. He's got that, that. Boy energy. It's true, man. Little boys have to, like, run it. Like, they got zoomies, and they got to get them out. <laughs> he does. 
<laughs> and he's got zoomies, so they he keeps like zoomies. trying to start stuff. War he's, like, zoomies. He does. He has war zoomies. Yikes. Um, and I'm like, did you know for duels you could just say no? You could just not do it. Did you know you couldn't <laughs> decline? Wild. <laughs> Imagine just not doing the duel just because someone challenged you. Imagine. That's not American history. We always duel. We love the duel. uh, Other people who are friends in No Lafayette, take note. Uh No, you're not? Okay. You you don't have to do? Okay. You don't Mm. have to do duels? Nope. You should teach your son that, too. Mm. It doesn't have to duel. Um, So Lafayette wants to attack the British in Canada. Because he just wants to do anything. He just wants it. And Washington's like, no, not in winter and not right now. <laughs> what did we learn? Maybe you should consider going home for the winter mm-hmm. to like go back to France. He hasn't been back to France. It's been a few years. Boy, there's, so, if there's anything I would not want to do, it's traveling the Atlantic a year. in winter. Oh, sure. Like, I'd be but, like, no, I'm just going to go to, like, the Carolinas and chill out. But his ship already went back, so he's probably just going to take an actual, like, boat that's supposed to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, a, you know, a travel ship back, so it's, like, probably a lot safer. It's like, they always go on these routes, and they're more confident in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's like, you should go home um, in, like, a nice way. Because he knows that Lafayette has some personal tragedy going on while he's been in America. Uh, Lafayette's first daughter died when she's, like, just under two years old. Uh, He didn't find out until months after because of how news travels across the sea. So he wrote to his wife, Adrian, How dreadful my isolation is. My heart is afflicted by my own sadness and by yours, which I was not able to share. The immense time that it took me to learn of that event makes it that much worse. Oh, sad. So he's, he's pretty bummed. <laughs> and that's probably why he's like, I gotta do something. You pretty know? bummed about my kid dying. Yeah. So it's like, I'm sure he's like, I'm trying to funnel that into work of like, I need to do something. You know, I need mm-hmm. to feel like useful and important and like capable of accomplishing something when like something so terrible has happened to me that I had no control over and I didn't know about until much later. Sad zoomies. Yeah. So Washington's like, you should probably go home. You like see your wife, you know? <laughs> he, uh, he's, he's giving this advice out to a lot of boys right now, isn't he? Yeah. Like you need to go home and talk to your wife. For sure. I know. Yeah. Like Hamilton, like go talk to your wife cause she's pregnant and mm-hmm. you gotta go. What a, what um, a good granddad. Mm-hmm. Um, also Lafayette's spending a ton of his own money to the point that it's becoming an issue. Uh, and he wants to talk to the king now that the French are in the war. Cause then he's like, no, he's probably going to like, forgive me. Right. For leaving <laughs> right? Because now we're like doing it. Right. Uh-huh. Right. Or he'll be super mad that you forced him into this. Cause he wants to go and be like, Hey, forgive me, please. Also, what can I do for you uh-huh. now that we're doing the war? What can I, how can I help? Yeah. Um, but he's nervous about, obviously. Uh, lucky for him, though, the French officers in America are writing letters to support him in going home because they know <laughs> yeah. it's going to be a problem. And they know that, like, letters from the Americans are fine, but that letters from the French serving in America are going to be a lot more impactful for him. Yeah. Um, so they're talking about how fantastically well-liked by the colonists he is, how he understands them and instructed the French on like how to communicate with them effectively, and it's working really well. Um, they also, uh, apologetically are like, he's actually pretty good at fighting, um, and commanding too, because they know that the king's mad that he left to do that in the first place. So they're like, I don't mean to encroach on, I do think you were right, but he is good at it. <laughs> of course you were right. <laughs> but, uh, but also he's good at he it. He is good at it. So, you know, it sounds like him ditching might've been the right thing to do. 
Ooh, don't kill me. Ooh, Please don't kill me. Ooh, don't put me in jail. <laughs> and Congress sends a letter to the king to let him know that Lafayette is super appreciated and cares. They care about him a lot. And, uh... But but he cares about America a lot, but not as much as he loves France. We promise he likes you better. He tried He'll to come back. duel a random Englishman officer he found. He, yeah, he got mad at the Americans because they were specifically rude to the French. He likes you better, I promise. Mm-hmm. So we're not his real dad. It's you. <laughs> You're the real dad. You're the real dad. And William Carmichael, who is Silas Dean's secretary, he's a big fan of Lafayette's, um, he asked Benny Franks personally to talk to the king uh, to help endear him to Lafayette's position because they know that they're like obsessed with Benjamin Franklin in France. So they're like, if you could talk to the king specifically, I think that would help. (laughs) He really likes you. You know who should honestly play Benjamin Franklin now in like all movies (laughs) is Jack Black. It's so true. (laughs) Like just like larger than life personality. Everyone just kind of loves him. Yeah. And just unapologetically into what he's into. Totally. And he and like be fun and flirtatious. Fun, and, yeah. flirty, like fat guy. And you're like, yeah. Yeah, I love him. I'm into <laughs> it's it. so true. Love that. <laughs> Great fan cast. Especially now that he's like a little older. He's a little yes. older. He fits. He, give him those tiny glasses. I'll give him those tiny glasses. He and a kite and he's ready. A little, little saxophone. He's ready. <laughs> saxophone. Is a very Benny Frank situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, before Lafayette left, though, Congress gave him a ceremonial silver sword that they made. They had, like, his own guy who makes his sword in France make it for him um, and then send it over. And the hilt is decorated with his various accomplishments and oh, battles there. Cute. And then I, all I could think of was, like, remember how they don't pay Benedict Arnold? <laughs> I know. <laughs> also, remember how they never pay him? <laughs> but to Lafayette, they're like, we have this sword made for you in France. It pays to be a marquee, you know? It does. So, you know, different treatment for different people. Oh, it is the American way. Whoa. Let me tell you. <laughs> but Lafayette loves it, and he wears it everywhere. <laughs> it's like one of his prized possessions. Um, but he's nervous to go back to France, like I said. Um, but in the time he was gone... The French public went from being like he's a pariah and we're like really frustrated with him mm-hmm. to he's like a hero there now yeah, because he's yeah. like producing such a good image for them across the sea and it's seen as like he's the one that pioneered them joining the war that now they get to fight the British again, which they're always happy about. Mm-hmm. So they're just like, yeah. So by the time he gets back, not only, like I said, are there letters from French generals going, there's, you know, the Americans are like, hey, <laughs> we love him. Um, but also, like, even Marie Antoinette writes a letter to the king to be like, please be nice to him. After apparently she had previously, like, talked about how bad of a dancer he was and, like, how annoying he was in court. Yeah. She's just so impressed with him that she's like, be cool, okay? French opinion uh, fluctuates wildly. <laughs> Rapidly. Uh, from, like, now to, like, the end of the century and a little beyond. Yeah. Uh, violently. It's true. Um, we do love that, though. So, right now, they really like him. <laughs> they really like him. Really like him. Right now. While he's in America. Uh-huh. Um, but so, uh, when he gets back, he goes to Versailles, and the king is like, never disobey me again. <laughs> if you ever, <laughs> listen, if you ever do that again, though. And as punishment for disobeying me, you're on house arrest for a few days to a week. Uh, that seems fine. Yeah. I mean, Lafayette, one, hates court. Yeah. Two, uh, hasn't been home in, like, at least a year. 
What if that's like a sneaky way of being like, your punishment is just to not come here yeah. and talk to me? <laughs> it could be. Uh, I just don't want to see you right now. It's annoying. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah. It's like, it's not a real punishment. It's not. It's what he would already probably have done anyway. Mm-hmm. He hasn't seen his wife in a long time. He has been mourned with her for their dead child. Yeah. He probably wants to see the rest of his family. They have another child that he, I don't think he's met. Because um, yeah, she was not. pregnant when he left. Uh, and it was their first daughter that died who had already been born. So, mm-hmm. like, I think he has a child he has to meet, too. So, like, he's got plenty to do at home. And he didn't ever, like, you know, um, when he was in France previously, um, I think he would have been fine just hanging out at home. Yeah. He just wasn't allowed to because it's not, you know, you have to have a job. <laughs> So they're like, or else you're like a little bum. Um, so yeah, he like owns a town. He can yeah. just spend time at home, right? So uh, he's like, that's fine. <laughs> this isn't even punishment. Oh yes, thank um, you. Like I said, Marie Antoinette wrote that letter, but she also in there wrote like, you should give him something. You know, he's done a lot for us with this, mm-hmm. and so they allow him to pay them eighty thousand livres, but then he gets to command a group of the king's dragoon. So they're they're at letting him pay for a military position. Well, that's nice. I, I mean, he was yeah. previously not allowed to be in the like French military at all. So, and it's like the King's Dragoon is like pretty important soldiers. So that's like a pretty big deal of them to be like, hey, we really think that you're doing well, and we just need some money because we're spending all our money. <laughs> <laughs> we need money. <laughs> yeah, you know how we pay you that salary? Could we have some of it back? Can Thank we you. have it back? Yeah. Is he allowed to do whatever he wants with them? Like, can you take him back to the Americas? Or are they, I don't know. Are they strictly like in-house use? I'm assuming they're giving him to take because they're in that war, and like, why else would they do it? It seems weird to be like, but the soldiers stay here. I so I guess I don't they know. looked at the closest thing <laughs> they had multiples of, and they're like, you can have some you of those. You can have this, I guess. He's, like, super surprised how much military stuff they want him to do when he gets back because he just hasn't been in the French military. Um, But is obviously very pleased. Um, So he starts ambitioning real hard again and is like, we should attack not only the British colonies in other locations, but also the British coastline, Liverpool and Bristol specifically, because I think we should, if we do that, we could get some money. Um, Like like privateering? I guess so. Uh, mm. (laughs) It's, that's, <laughs> that sure is an idea. And you know who's in on this idea with him? Benny Franks is like, that's a great idea. <laughs> that's a great we idea. Including they get a ship that's named after Poor Richard's Almanac. Oh. To, oh. to like have ready to go <laughs> if they're allowed to have the order to do it, which they are never given, obviously. Obviously. Um, yeah, I don't know. You you can't afford that. <laughs> no. You, you can't afford a war at home with your island neighbor. Uh-huh. Uh, and ever really, uh, like ever again. There's not since 1066. Nope, no. You did. You tried it once, and both of you were like, "That was not mm, big mistake." We probably shouldn't have done that. You're both like, let's just be cool, okay? Now you just better for just cool. Proxy wars are so much more manageable. <laughs> it's so true. Your guys over there versus my guys over there. Good, mm-hmm. good. Um, but Lafayette and Franklin are broing real hard because they love France <laughs> and America. Hell yeah! Whereas, like with other people, like John Adams, he struggles a lot more to be friends with. He does. Um, yeah, everyone, everyone struggles to be. But friends. also, like John Adams is just he's so grumpy. Yeah. Whereas, like uh, you know, Ben or Benjamin Franklin is so agreeable. 
Like, yeah. he's so, like, kind of yeah. happy and just, like, willing to go along with whatever. Uh, very soft to me that, um... Yeah, would you rather hang out with Jack Black or Paul Giamatti? <laughs> Quick. Two seconds. Quick. Jack Black. Pick. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Um, no offense, Paul Giamatti. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, too. But, like, Jack Black. But, you know, yeah. You're probably... I'm sure like, even Paul Giamatti is like, I'd rather hang out with Jack Black. He's like, me. I mean, same. 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 Um, and no matter how small of an issue that Lafayette brings to Benedict, or I want to say Benedict Arnold now, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. get them confused. Benjamin Franklin, um, he always is like willing to listen and like understand him. And he clearly like is treating Lafayette like a little kid, mm-hmm. but like in the nicest way possible of being like, oh, what's your problem, buddy? Yeah. Oh, that does sound rough. Oh, it is. <laughs> it is. And so I like it very cute. Um, Lafayette tells um, Benjamin Franklin that he's going to name his next daughter Virgine um, after Virginia oh. in America. And Benny makes fun of him for it, saying he should name all his kids after the 13 colonies because um, he's making fun of how much he likes America. <laughs> so he's like, all your kids. Um, I mean, that'd be kind of cute. It, yeah. But then he says that Massachusetts and Connecticut are too harsh, even for boys. Uh, don't do that, basically. So I he's like, don't take little, me seriously. A little Connie would be pretty cute. Sure. Yeah. If you shorten them. But if her full name is Connecticut, it's like, it's a bit rough. You shouldn't name people after every place place in the world you know Mm -hmm. it's like my little daughter paris or london but you're not like this is my daughter hamburg (laughs) i mean it definitely helps that uh the place he named his daughter after was named after after a woman woman to begin with for sure uh and then places like rhode island (laughs) (laughs) and then he tells uh he tells him too that he's gonna name uh his son after george washington and I'm sure Benjamin Franklin's like, that's the most adorable thing I've ever heard in my life. That's very cute. Does he know he's going to have a grandchild? That's so cute. Yeah. But also he's like, you, it's, it is adorably dorky how much you like America. Yeah. Um, Especially because, you know, Franklin's on the other side of like being really into France. Mm -hmm. And so it's gotta be like, it's very cute. Kind of them meeting in the middle of being like, I love where you're from. (laughs) They're both very soft. I love your place, man. Your place is great. That's where we're going to end, though, with them just broing hard. Broing out. Having a good time. And, um, yeah, weirdly, I, I did not expect Lafayette was going to go home and everyone was going to be happy to see him. Yeah. <laughs> I guess um, this time we're not to that stage yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> Which I was talking to one of my friends in my D&D group, and she was like, I was like, it's interesting how different um, French people see Lafayette versus Americans. And she's from Russia, so mm-hmm. like she doesn't have a lot of like American history knowledge, which this is also more obscure, I think, than you learn at school. Yeah. Um, so she would, probably wouldn't know anyway, but she was like, oh, they got like statues of him over there. And I was like, no. <laughs> in France? No. Yeah, in France. I was like, no. Uh, no, they really don't like him. For, uh, for what? <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, Lafayette's going to go home. And uh, it's not going to be a good time uh, later. It's not going to be. It's not going to be a good time for anyone. No. But um, if it's you pretty bad. If you think being a hero in the American War is going to help, <laughs> no, uh, honey. And being a royal is going to help. Ha ha ha. No, no, it's not. Not good. Mm. But anyway, for now, pretty good time. <laughs> Got his cute little sword. Naming his kids after colonies and and dads what across could the sea. Go wrong. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? He's, uh, he's riding high. Everything's good. Having a good time. Having a good time. 
What He's got, like, three more years of war to, like, vibe, you know? Prove, and, prove which, his worth. Which they're going to win. They're going to win. Uh, you know. He's pretty much set for life. Nailed it. Yeah. Nothing possibly could be bad. Nailed it. And, um... Great job. Yeah, don't listen to episode three. <laughs> don't listen to any more of these ones. If you like... If this, you want a good ending. If you like how this episode ended, don't listen to the next one. But I am stoked <laughs> I for the new ones. I'm stoked. Spoiler I'm, alert. It's not a spoiler. It's history. It's it happened history. 200 years ago, at least. Um, Lafayette... Uh, gonna have a bad time he's in gonna, the revolution he's gonna have a bad time and then he's gonna have a bad time with napoleon which i'm <laughs> very excited about i'm excited for everything just because i can't believe it's taken us this long to even touch on the revolutionary or the french revolution it's true which is so fascinating there's just so much like we're gonna i'm sure we're gonna talk about the french revolution like 80 times because yeah. there's just so much there's so much from so many angles <laughs> there's so much and i was thinking about this too that i was like why is the french revolution so much more impactful than the american revolution like mm-hmm. uh worldwide because it is because we didn't kill a king in ours yeah well and i think um also uh the french don't have help yeah it's true. and it's not the military it's just the people. The people just do it. Whereas, like, France so heavily helped the Americans win the war that it's like, well, yeah, I guess you can get freedom if you have a giant superpower in Helping the world to, behind you right. to assist. But in the in France, it's like, no, it's just our people against our government. Mm-hmm. And we win, sort of. Uh, yeah. Ish. Uh, Eventually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fully win. But at the time... Medium. You you won you won <laughs> the battle you thought you had. Yeah, and then you kept going. Yeah, uh, but yeah, like their own people doing something and putting in yeah um, a republic democracy situation. Yeah, versus uh, like I'm trying to like like England has a, a revolution, right? But it kind of just ends with like a different king. Yeah, it's just a constitutional monarchy and yeah. So it's like it's not in the same way. No. French Revolution is definitely the first of its kind. It's the big boy. It's the big one. And it's a, a huge do- and I say like specifically it's so impactful worldwide because it has a domino effect around the earth of many colonies um, starting to, you know, take back over their spot and um, other and other countries that are not colonies to be like, "Hey, maybe we don't want our king either." Um, we're allowed to do that. Yeah, we so can. It's like we could, mm. we could, we could murder our king. We could do that, and all the, all the monarchs of the world, are like, ooh, oh, don't like that. This is going to be a huge problem for me. There's a reason that, um, also Napoleon's such a big deal because, uh, you know, all of them. Because as he goes along the way, like we've talked about him being like, hey, do you want to join my military and we'll get rid of your king too? Yeah, and people are like, sure. Sounds great. And all the kings are like, no, 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 no. Stop that. Don't do that. No. <laughs> Please stop. No, no. Please stop. But also how exciting to do the French Revolution and Napoleon afterwards. Yes. Like a single person who covers the entire time. Right. And and how exciting for me because I love Lafayette a lot and I love Napoleon a lot, obviously. And I'm so excited for them to just, just dislike each other so much. It's like the Avengers movie coming out. And you're like, my two favorites get to interact. They're going to fight. They're going to fight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening today. 
Um, thank you for being patient with us while we were moving. We appreciate it. You can email us at hystericalhistorypodcast at gmail.com if you have suggestions or ideas or feelings you have about feelings? the war. Do you have feelings <laughs> about the war? About the French and the British and the Americans. And, uh, yeah, whatever you want, you know? Happy fun time. Do I na- I'm getting a dog soon. Do I name my dog Lafayette? <laughs> I mean, I was anticipating Napoleon, so Lafayette's very cute. I I feel like Napoleon's, like, too much. Uh-huh. And it's, like, there's no cute, it's like, shortening to, of yeah. it. Leo? Yeah. Leo. It's not really, even. Yeah. <laughs> Leo. Leo. <laughs> um, but maybe. Maybe Lafayette. Maybe It's both. definitely going to be a French name. Maybe both, so you can do it when you yell at it. <laughs> When it's like being bad, you can do like three or four French names all in a Napoleon row. Napoleon Pierre Lafayette. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? I told someone that they're like, are you going to teach your dog like French commands? I'm like, no, it's too, that's too extra. It's too difficult. No, no, no. My aunt used to teach her Rottweilers German, which was very Yeah, fun. I've heard a lot of people do German ones. Anyway, uh, bye. Bye. Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir.